0: Hello everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the sketchbook podcast. And today we are gonna talk about how to get freelance work or how I use to get freelance works and the practical things that I used to do. Some things, tips, stuff, Let's, let's talk about things. All right, let's get into a useful podcast session. Well, this podcast is uh, sponsored by the crow that is uh, sort of screaming outside the window right now. So that that is one. Number two, Drawing Camp, right? So if you want to sort of check out Drawing Camp, go check it out. Sort of putting all the plugs at the start, getting those things out of the way. And also, I'm giving away two iPad uh, iPads and uh, Apple pencils uh, for people who are finishing the new program, Cartooning People from Life. So... Uh, so it's so just just go and check it out. That's inside the course. You can uh, you can if you've already bought the course, the details for that challenge is inside that. So that is another thing. So, anyways, I I don't want to talk about all those things too much. Anyways, so here's the uh, deal for the podcast. Right, how to get freelance work or how I used to get uh, freelance work. What are some of the things practical tactics that you can sort of use to get freelance work, quit your job, make money. Have fun or think you have fun because at the end of the day, man, let me tell you, ain't that different. Everything, if you make money out of it, it's all the same. <laughs> the, kind, the kind of pure passion that you're looking for, it doesn't exist. It does exist in moments of time. If you want to sustain that thing, you'll be a drug addict. There's some deep philosophy in that thing. Maybe you give it a thought <laughs> Anyways, I'll get to the point. So how do you get freelance work? How do I used to get freelance work? So here's what I did, right? I'll give you the short version and the long version, meaning a quick short term strategy that you can use maybe in the next 30 days to get freelance work, a long term strategy that you can constantly apply in order to get consistent freelance work. So Couple of frameworks that we need to think about. Framework in the sense, mental framework that we need to keep in mind. Freelance, you're not selling freelance. People are not buying freelance from you. Here's what you're selling. You're selling a product or a service. In your case, it's a service because you're an artist, you're providing the service of art. Now, you can't just, just serve art to someone. You gotta be more specific. What kind of art are you? trying to serve other people with, so that they can give you money in return in exchange for your service. So then that means we need to get very specific with our service offering. That is the thing that I've realized, right? It's like, hey, I draw. Man, a lot of traffic at this point. Uh, Like this is how it is at this point. I'm shooting this thing. I gotta get this out of the way. There's a lot of noise, look at this. My chat is making noise. My table is making noise. Every bloody thing is making noise. But So here's the thing. Back to the point. You gotta first refine your offer. First, you need to actually write down an offer. What is an offer? An offer is a basically what it says. It's an offering that specifies and clarifies what exactly you're giving to other people in exchange for their money. Right? So what does this mean? example, I do cute cartoony wedding illustrations for this and this. This is an offer. The better your offer is, the uh, you know the more money you can make. And the better your experience is, the better your quality of your offering. There are so many ways to improve your offer. Uh, you know, check out Alex Hormozy. He has this book called The uh, Hundred Million Dollar Offers. Uh, maybe if you want to sort of uh, better your offers, but that is for like very businessy, businessy type deal. But maybe, yeah, you can sort of dabble with that. Maybe you go check it out. So that's, uh, that's one. So, one, we need an offer. We need a very clear offer. And most of us who's probably listening to this podcast, you don't have a clear offer. You don't know what you're offering. You're just good at art. You're new to art. You're sort of new to art. You don't know whether you should be even doing freelance or not because I have questions like that, right? Uh, so, one, you got specif- to be specific. That is number one. On that line of note, I have this email from this person, right? Sparsh Goyal. He's like, hey, Cash, hope you're doing well. Here's my story. I want to do freelance work, earn money, and be confident about my work. I'm constantly confused between two things, which are, yes, two things. Should I start looking for freelance work like children's book illustration or something like that? Or I should wait and focus more on my skills and get better at it by investing more time and getting really good at it. Also should I do something I don't like a lot if I'm getting freelance projects, for example, different style from mine that I'm not aiming or familiar with, will it help me improve my work or will it become an obstacle for me to develop my own style of art as I will be focusing on different styles and stuff. So first question, (coughs) should I start looking for freelance work like children's book or should I just focus on my skills? Do both get paid to learn. Then that means, If you want to learn a specific kind of art, make that art, get freelance clients for that, and then get paid to learn, get better at the job, get better at projects. Uh, This this is very, very important, right? So that is one thing. You got to do both, Uh, and and trust me, nobody cares. If you have one year of experience, two years of experience, three years of experience, your work speaks. If your work is good, you're going to get jobs. If your work is not good, you're not gonna get jobs, right? So that is uh, that is the thing. Two, uh, sh- should you get freelance projects that you don't like? It's a very uh, trick question. Maybe I'll get to that at the later end. I'll get back to getting, uh, say, the offer. Most of us are not good and we're trying to sort of specify and clarify our offer, right? So here are some, here's a short-term strategy that uh, I used to use or I have used in the past, right? So back in say 20, oh boy, I've got a cough. Back in say 2013, 2013, 2014, right? Uh, I used to make these art videos on YouTube, clearly. I'm, um, you must have seen my channel, I think, hopefully. Uh, so I used to make these art videos on YouTube and one of my friend's mom saw, saw it right? That was my first ever freelance job. And she hired me to do a whiteboard animation, even though it was completely unrelated to what I was doing. Basically, she uh, showed me a whiteboard animation thing of what someone else did. Uh, And then she just asked me to do it. So what is a short term strategy lesson that we can sort of learn in that thing, create a piece of work, one to three pieces of work, Right now, probably in the next two weeks, no more than two weeks. Do not take more than two weeks, please do not. Maybe, okay, in some cases, 30 days, right? Create one to three pieces of work that is similar to the style or the kind of freelance jobs that you want to get and make really high quality work, right? Like make it really good in the time frame that you have available, two to three weeks, two to three or four weeks. Put that thing out there, right? Well, you know, maybe you just first, first, first create the work, and then create a website. Number two, creating a website is very, very simple. Very, very easy. Go to Wix. I'm not sponsored by them in this podcast. Hopefully, maybe they should, right? Create a free website on Wix. Put these three pieces of work right there in bold. Let's make it very simple on top. Put your name and subtitle. I do this contact for business inquiries, right? I do this contact for business uh, inquiries. Bloody (laughs) fricking, right? So then you have the three pieces of work. For example, (coughs) cartoony wedding illustrations. Create three pieces of cartoony wedding illustrations. Put those things out there. Bright, bold, this, right? Just say, hey, Contact me, a big fat phone number down below. Now, there are a couple of strategies to go about from this point to getting a client. So you have the offer ready. Also put your work on Instagram and Behance and all that thing, right? Short-term strategy. We're still at the short-term strategy. You You have your offer ready. You have your work ready. If it's like a whiteboard animation video, you make one whiteboard animation video and, and, and then put it out there. If it's a wedding illustration, you put it out there. If it's like uh, I do uh, children's book covers, you make some, put it out there. I can illustrate comics, you make uh, two or three pieces of work, you put it out there. Right? Simple. You yeah, have put it out there. Now, nobody will be watching it. Nobody will see your work. Nobody knows it exists. This is, what, this is when we need to do what we call cold reach outs. Meaning, you're just going to reach out to people potentially who you think, you know, have a possibility, who has a possibility to hire you. And that means through email, through Instagram DMs, through LinkedIn DMs. I have not used LinkedIn, so I don't know how that thing works. I'm sure they have a DM feature, right? Just simple, just You need to spend three, four, five days, right? Do a whole bunch of Googling and then a whole lot less of perfection. Just email 50 to hundred people. I'm not even kidding. 50 to hundred people. I know it's a lot of work and I have personally not done this as in I've not done 50 because I've gotten my results in the first two or three, right? See, you might get it. That's the beauty of this thing. You might actually get it in the first two or three. Uh, because see, so, so but, but especially in a short term strategy, you don't have a body of work to show. If you have a body of work to show, then you have a lot of advantage, but in the short term strategy, you don't have a body of work to show. So then you need to do a cold reach out. Let me give you a live example of how this has happened. So I have a friend, right? Uh, she, uh, what do you say? Did hundred days of sketching, the challenge, right? Where you create something every day for hundred days. Or at least you create something every day for at least six minutes a day so she was a graphic designer illustrator and she was making graphic designs and illustrations for 100 days and then uh, last time i met her she told me uh, she just took some of the best drawings and illustrations out of that thing put together a portfolio and emailed it to a bunch of agencies and within like a week she got a job boom right so right now you're looking for freelance That's a job scenario. What is the difference? Instead of emailing to agency saying, Hey, I need a job. Just change the content. Hey, I can do this work for you. How about, you know, I'll do this for free for the first job. Then if you really like it, pay me for the next two. This is why you need to sort of uh, use tactics such as, you know, getting the lead in and, and delivering them or over delivering them. So that after this point, they would probably, you know, like be very, uh, you know, like they're they so thrilled to work with you, right? That is what I did. I mean, that like, like, like I used to offer free jobs, free gigs, even though I was good. And a lot of people on the internet will tell you, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Don't listen to them, they're broke, right? So here's, here's, here's the thing about that thing. That, that's a very, very, very I, was, I was not able to articulate why that advice is really, really bad. And then this guy, Alex Ramos, right? So he he nailed it on this one. Uh, he said, and, and this is out this, if you're good at something, never do it for free, but you're not getting any jobs and you're broke. Then, then that means you're clearly not good enough to actually get jobs. Then what you need to do is actually maybe do some free jobs in order to build momentum or build client relationships because you need to get the leads and get them converted right converted in the sense they need to come and become your client and say oh she's good or he's good they're good right so you need for them to just get in the door that is the thing it's like relationships and dating good looks will get you inside the door good manners and personality will keep you inside the door right so I don't know who said that I always stuck with me. <laughs> right. So it's like looks. So like your first gig, your first free gig is you getting inside the door and then you can charge them. You over deliver on the job. You need to negotiate that, uh, that out of the front. You need to say, hey, I'll do this one for free. Right. So here's how the email should be. I'll give you like, Hey, I am Cash, And I do cute cartoony wedding style illustrations. I came across your business on Instagram. I see that, okay, wait, uh, this is a a wedding illustration thing, right? I saw that, yeah, I don't know, maybe the the context should be then this, right? Uh, If you're reaching out to a person, then it's like, I see that you posted about your wedding, Know, it's crazy. Right? It's kind of stalkery, but don't, don't be too stalkerish. Congratulations on the wedding. I'm very happy for you. Hope, hope he or she is a great mate for you. Right now, uh, I, I do wedding illustrations. Here are three examples. And I would love to, you know, uh, have you as a client. You, you need to use these words so that they'll be like, hey, can you do it for free? No, I I like to have you as a client. And maybe can you sort of do, uh, can I, you know, illustrate these your wedding illustration, this can be this. And you can say, I usually charge this much, even though we all know that you don't have a job. <laughs> uh, but but it's fine, right? When you start can, something, you can tell yourself this. You don't have to lie, don't lie, I don't like lying. You can say this, which is, I charge this much. You haven't charged that in the past, but if you were to do this work, you charge this much. So technically it's like a white lie. I charge this much, but I'm willing to, would love to do this for you. And guess what? I can even throw this another thing in for free. It's like sales right there, right? And if you respond to me within the next 24 hours, I can get this whole thing done to you and deliver to you within a week so that you can be hassle-free and just stress-free when you're planning your wedding. This one. Let's say you're making uh, design posters, right? You email out to even a heck a great way great place to get jobs as an agency because they have clients and they charge a premium and they already have the lead generation part sorted out they have people coming to them or they'll be doing the recharge for you, you just you just uh, say that hey I can do a job for you for this but this many bucks you know what all of you just just email a random design agency go and type advertising agencies near me right Look at their job requirements. They'll be like, hey, I've got a job posting for graphic designer. And they'll be like, huh, I'm gonna pay them, say 20K per month, 40K per month, something. Like, why don't you just undercut them and say, hey, I'll do say the first few gigs for you for like 5K, right? A couple of gigs is done for you. Or maybe even 3K, you know, give me a chance. Give me an opportunity. I'll do these things for you. Hey, I am this, I do this. Uh, I can actually do this illustration for this much, this many things. And, uh, you know, get yourself inside the door, right? And, and another question would be like, how do I price my work, right? Like how much should I price my work? The, that, that, that's, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, like get, get your first couple of gigs in. If you, if, it doesn't matter if you underprice it, overprice it, if you do it for free, like in the larger context of life and freelancing, it really doesn't matter. It's like charge appropriately. Like, no, like, like charge what you think is valuable. And what if they say no, right? What if they say no? Then that's why you do 50 emails, 50 to 100 emails, right? Uh, so, and then another thing, what if they say it's too expensive, then lower it down. Then, uh, because see, this is the first time. If, if you're a seasoned freelancer, none of these things would apply for you because our, we would do things completely in a different way. Uh, then uh, then there'll be a couple of other things. So a couple of another another track tactic that you can so, sort of use while pricing is this. Uh, which, which is something that I've always used they ask for me for a price and you tell them I don't have a price in mind but I always work with my clients budget so making it very comfortable for them so how about you tell me your budget do you have a budget for this project and then I can actually make my work fit within that budget So very simple, get them to tell you the number first. You don't say the number first, right? That has always been my rule. Uh, Sometimes you can sort of shoot it under the thing, shoot it over the thing. If you shoot over the thing, you can always come down. If you shoot it under, you can't go up. That's the problem. So another tactic that I've always used, but this is not for the first three or four gigs that you're getting, right? If you're under like 10, 15 freelance clients, don't, don't use this tactic, this particular tactic, which is I'll always quote an absurdly high number. (laughs) right like insanely high number they'll be like holy crap i can't pay this much and then i'll be like all right it's fine cool what would be your budget tell me your budget then they'll get their real budget and in fact it'll be more than their budget they set in mind before they contacted you but that's another thing i'm sort of digressing so short-term strategy get uh, one to three pieces of work three to four weeks get it done Start emailing people, close one to two clients. you got your first job. Long-term strategy. I've always found that now, now these days, I don't take freelance clients anymore. It's been like three, four, five years, almost. And if I take take any, it's something that I actually like, I want to do. Or maybe I actually take it to the, so that it adds the brand reputation or something. Something like, hey, Sony contacted me. It's like, I like to have Sony in my thing, right? Uh, because people value these things, like you've he's worked for Netflix, he worked for DreamWorks, he worked for this, that. Like, I, 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 for me, it's kind of the, the most stupidest thing that I've ever seen. Like, people don't. Like, I'm doing the thing that I would do for DreamWorks for myself. Like, like, why would I? Why would I want to sort of work with DreamWorks? I mean, it'll be nice to work with DreamWorks, but uh, yeah, like, 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 sort of like you know, clout, which I really don't care about, but other people care about. So. Long term strategy, always turn down freelance freelance clients, but I get a lot of freelance client. uh, What do you say? Leads or I get a lot of freelance client requests. How do I get that? Simple. I constantly put my work out there, constantly put content to sort of broadcast and advertise my work. People say they come. Okay, this is too broad. How can we make it more specific? Decide the kind of freelance job that you want to do, the style of art that you want to do in freelance plan job, create 100 pieces of illustration. I'm talking about long-term thing strategy, right? Create 100 illustrations, 100 pieces of work, right? That would best represent your thing. You should put yourself in a box if you want to productize your service and make money out of it. I know it's kind of weird. You can sort of stray away from the box, but you need to sort of people need to understand you. If they don't understand you, they can't put you into something a category. If they can't categorize you, they can't know what they can get from you. If they can't know what they can get from you, they can't hire you. You get it, right? So it is useful in this scenario in public life to put yourself inside a box. I'm not telling you to put your entire life into a box. Your public freelance offering that you're making, put that part inside a box. You can have your private practice. You can have another account where you just post fun and things, have play, try different kinds of styles. But for people to really understand and to know what exactly they're getting, you you need to sort of define what you're giving, right? So create 100 pieces of work in the same style in the same world with children's book illustration covers it's 100 children's book illustration covers it's a comic page it's 100 comic pages it's comic book covers it's 100 comic book covers is it uh, character design it's 100 character designs is it character design illustrations 100 character design illustrations simple you need to put your work out there you will get the job real life example d for drawing uh, another 100 days of sketching challenge person. So you must have seen her work before 100 days of sketching that she did a couple of years back and after 100 days of sketching. It's a free challenge, by the way, go to 100 days of or go to 100 days of sketching official Instagram to check out the challenge. Everything is free. You can join the challenge, do it. It's crazy, right? She did hundred pieces of illustrations and did the challenge twice. She massively improved her heart. Heart? No. She maybe massively improved her heart and her art. And uh, she started getting clients. How? Because she put her work on Instagram. She put only those kinds of work on Instagram. And then she started getting clients. Now, she's probably done like five or six children's books, uh, multiple calendar projects. One of my people who works with me, a consultant of mine, he hired her after after he saw her work through me and then, uh, you know, got a calendar job done. Like right, 12 illustrations for the calendar job. Guys, it's work. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. It's work. So how I would do it, this is how I would, I would do it. I would sort of, okay, if I'm desperate for money right now because I need money and i got a family to feed. I need to do these things. If, I, if I'm if i in that case, I would actually create a very valuable service. Then that means so that I can charge high because you can't live on pennies you can't live on cheap things so that is one uh, the, uh, say mistakes say beginner freelancers might do right they charge they think small it's fine it's fine you think small you charge very little and uh, yeah it's, it's not good right uh, because because you need to get more clients in order to make a living it's it's better to get one client rather than to get 10,000 people to buy your, or 1,000 to 1,000 people to buy your $10 service, right? It's easy to get one ten dollars client rather than to get, yeah, same thing. I'm trying to repeat it. I don't know why. So those are my thoughts on uh, this. How do I get freelance clients? Short-term strategy, long-term strategy? Uh, put your work out there, put your work on a website. It's very, very important. Put your work on a website. It's importante, sons and daughters. Okay, couple of other practical strategies. I, ha- I have a lot of strategies. Here's something I would do. If I have created a body of work, maybe 10, 20 pieces of work, I would run Facebook ads on my potential clients, Facebook and Instagram ads, go to Domestica buy a free facebook and instagram ads course it'll teach you how to run a facebook and instagram ad it'll show you how to target people it's like 500 rupees that's like 10 bucks less than 10 bucks right learn to run ads against your clients have them come to your landing page your website get their email name and phone number call them personally or email them personally asking them what is the requirement and then get on a call with them first email them actually first email them say hey you reached out to me what is it regarding and uh, then they'll say yeah i want this 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 and this then you say hey can we get on a call and then uh, you know finalize this then you get on the call you literally act like a salesperson because that's what you're doing you're selling your service right then give them an offer write that and then on the call close the deal move on so this is what i would do this is one of the things if i sort of went broke tomorrow I mean, I, I would do 10 other things, but this is what, at first, I wouldn't get into freelance. <laughs> oh boy. I, I really do not think freelance, freelancing is a great way to make money. I, I don't have a couple of cashless, unfiltered thoughts. Merchandising sucks. Selling t-shirts, absolutely bonkers sucks. Selling notebooks, stickers, this, that. If you want to make few dollars here and there, Few rupees here and there. If you want to make a decent living, that's slightly better than your day job, but have 10 times more stress than your day job, it's go for it. There are 10,000 other ways to make money. And trust me, I mean, make good money. These things make money too. The margins are very low on these things. I talk like a businessman right now. (laughs) Because trust me, you need need to learn all these things, right? Like like what is a margin? It's like your service costs, $5 for you to produce, you're selling it for 10 bucks. What is the margin? $5, 50% margins, right? Basics. If you are selling a t-shirt for, if you're producing a t-shirt for $5, you're selling it for 15 bucks. You got a $10 margin. You need to sell so many t-shirts in order to make a living. And trust me, it's not easy. Everybody's selling a t-shirt. Everybody's selling a sticker. That is why you need to to really get, here's a longer term strategy to be well off, making money, having fun and uh, making art, doing art and making money and making good money. Here's the thing. Get really absolutely good at something. Something can be anything, right? You need to be really good at something that is so specific and so niche that nobody can actually get really good at. You can get good at that thing. Right? Step two, once you get good at that thing, create a product or service based on that thing. Once you get really good at that particular thing and make it so different, so valuable, so unique that no one can even touch you, right? Because that's what I did Most, in most cases. If you do that, you can charge high, charge really high for the thing, charge appropriately. So one of the mistakes I did was charge dirt cheap underprice myself in the name of trying to serve other people. Here's what I learned. They did not care. They didn't care. And, uh, and most people use bought it, didn't use it. Crazy, right? So charge appropriately. If not it's because it's the most ethical thing that you can do, because if, if people pay appropriately for you, they pay attention. It's a, thing. it's a hard lesson that I've learned. It took me seven years to learn that. I'm giving it away for, few, for you for free. So what was, I? what was I on? If you want to make great money, get really good at something that is in a good vehicle, right? Good vehicle in the sense, good opportunity vehicle in the sense, good container. Uh, because uh, a container is similar to a, like, let's say a bicycle and a car. A bicycle can go the speed. A car can go the speed, you can take Michael Schumacher, right, like that Formula One um, race car driver. If you put him on a cycle, no matter how hard he works, right, he's gonna only go at a certain speed. Put him in a car, the same level of hard work actually will get him way farther. So it does not only matter how hard you work, it also matters, you know, the boat that you're in, right, the vehicle that you're in. Uh, so that's another is it matters where you work hard that's also matters so yeah I'm, I'm going off on so many tangents I think I'm getting tired because I've been talking for like 30 40 minutes straight so these are the two st- uh, strategies and tactics I think I've definitely stopped fully explaining one part but anyways I think we'll end it right here so if you got any questions for me to sort of rant on and talk about just send it to me over at Keshetkeshar.in. I'll answer your questions. Like I've answered one, ah, yeah, by the way, yeah. Last thing, also this kid, right? Sparks Goyal, he had one more thing. Oh, wait, I have answered this question. God, I'm, 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 I'm being stupid right now. Anyways, that is it for this one. I'm getting tired I've I've talked too much. I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Check out Drawing Camp. Check out all the stuff that I make. Check out my videos. Check out 100 Days of Sketching. I don't care. All the links are down below in the description. Why, why would you want me to tell you this stuff? Go check it out. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>